Welcome to Locked On Warriors. On today's show, Steph Curry goes off for 45 points in a win against the Clippers, and the Warriors start the season 2-0. Have our expectations changed for this season? And Klay Thompson, was he snubbed from the NBA's 75th anniversary team? It's all coming up next. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's a Friday edition of Locked On Warriors, the only podcast bringing you the latest on the Warriors every day, Monday through Friday. I'm Wes Goldberg. However you may be listening, YouTube, Odyssey, or on your favorite podcast app, thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Going to talk about Klay Thompson getting snubbed from the NBA's uh, top 75 all-time list, uh, and then get to whether or not our expectations should change for the Warriors this season now that they have started 2-0 beating the Lakers and the Clippers, but we got to start with Steph Curry. 25 points in the first quarter, went 9-for-9 nine nine overall from the field, and then in that fourth quarter, in those final minutes, two huge three-pointers to, to win the game. Now, the Warriors didn't execute very well offensively at the end there. The Clippers kept them in it. The Clippers were winning to start the fourth quarter. They, I believe they were up 93-90 to 90 to start the fourth. Jordan Poole didn't have a good game. Nemanja Bielitsa didn't have a good game. Uh, they, they went with a closing lineup of Steph, Damian Lee, Wiggins, Iguodala, Draymond Green. Not a ton of shooting on the floor. Didn't matter. It didn't matter. The Clippers played great defense at the end there. The Warriors didn't really have any answers offensively except for Steph. Steph drained two huge threes to steal that win. That was a, the, the Warriors stole that win. They turn, those two threes by Steph turned what would have been a loss for probably any other team in the league into a win. And now the Warriors are 2-0. and An incredible game by Steph. He talked about, you know, bouncing back from an off night against the Lakers. Here's Steph's uh, complete line from the night. 45 points on 16 for 25 shooting in 38 minutes. Also had 10 rebounds. One assist, one steal, one block. Um, clearly the leading, I mean, by far and away the leading scorer on the Warriors. He really didn't get that much help. Andrew Wiggins had 17 points on 15 shots. Draymond Green, 10 points, 4 or 5 shooting. Uh, went 2 of 9 from the free throw line. 6 rebounds, 7 assists for him. Um, he obviously was helpful, uh, but not, I mean, 10 points from Draymond, even from a scoring perspective, is pretty good. 9 points. From Jordan Poole, went 4 for 14, 1 for 6 from 3-point range. Looked more like rookie Jordan Poole than he did preseason Jordan Poole or Lakers Jordan Poole. I mean, just not a good game for him. Bielitsa, 6 points on 3 for 5 shooting. Uh, couldn't really stay on the floor, played only 16 minutes. Iguodala played 24 minutes but only took 2 shots. He had 4 points. You're not really getting much from anybody else. Otto Porter, 0 for 1 from 3-point range. Only 4 points for him. 11 points for Damian Lee off the bench and who, who was part of that closing lineup. Uh, so like I said, not much help for Steph. Very different than that Lakers game, right? Um, but it didn't matter. And this is what the difference is with the Warriors. It, when you have a player like Steph, bona fide top five guy in the league, guy who can be the best player on a championship team, there's just not a lot of guys like that. And the Clippers were missing their guy, right? They were missing Kawhi Leonard. We don't know if he will be back at all this season. He was on the Clippers bench during that game. Um, but Paul George is their best player. He had 29 points on 12 for 23 shooting. He had a big three there at the end to, to, to keep the Clippers in the game, and then Steph went down and, and hit his second big three. Um, but 
you know, they were deeper. We talked about this going into the game. How does Golden State's depth go up against the Clippers? Because Golden State's depth was better than the Lakers. I don't think their depth is better than the Clippers. Um, the Clippers' depth won, right? Their supporting cast was better than Golden State's night, but the Warriors' best player was better than the Clippers' best player. And sometimes it just comes down to that. Didn't come down to that against the Lakers. They had the two best players on the floor. Golden State's depth was enough. They also had, you know, one of the worst performances I've ever seen by Russell Westbrook, but whatever. Um, but that's that's Steph. And now with this, with this, with this game, Steph Curry is leading ES like well, the Ben Simmons stuff is leading ESPN today, but he's one of the leading people on ESPN. It's a huge storyline. You're seeing at the top of newsletters and national storylines, all this stuff. Look, it's way early for this, but if you're going to start taking a, a straw poll on, hey, who's your MVP favorite right now? It's got to be Steph. He's got to be up there. It's been two games. I don't mean, all I'm saying is that he is laying the groundwork for another MVP type of campaign. I don't really care if, oh, that's not true. But you know what? No, I don't care if Steph wins another MVP. I really don't. I don't really care who wins the MVP year to year. What matters to the Warriors is if Steph is playing at that MVP caliber. That's the most important thing. If he's playing at that level, didn't play that level against the Lakers, certainly played on that level against the Clippers. Um, and that's what the Warriors are going to need. So they are 2-0 and now. Um, they went up 44-27 to in that first quarter against the Clippers. Uh, it looked like this was going to be a blowout. It looked like, like I said, Steph, 25 points um, in that first quarter. kind of looked like he was going to threaten Wilt with the 100-point record there, but... Um, obviously didn't get that much, uh, but it, it looked like, like I said, it looked like the Warriors were going to blow away the Clippers at home in their home opener at Chase Center. Then Clippers come back in that second quarter, outscore the Warriors 40-22. to 22. Of course, Steph rested half of that quarter, right? Um, and then the Warriors bench couldn't get it going, and then the Clippers bench kind of got them back into that game. Third quarter was back and forth. Fourth quarter was back and forth, and at the end of the day, Steph hit the two biggest shots of the game. Um... I didn't think the Warriors played all that well, but they stole a win. And over the last two seasons, this is not a game the Warriors win, right? You know, two years ago, they won 15 games. Last year, they missed the, they missed the playoffs by a game. These are the kinds of games that the Warriors used to win when they were in their dynasty. Games that they had no business winning, and they would just somehow win because they had the best player on the floor. These Warriors aren't that good, obviously. But when you have Steph, and he's doing that, I mean, you can win any night of the week when that's happening. Coming up, does opening the season 2-0 change expectations for the Warriors this season? But first, this episode of Locked on Warriors is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they're going to have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. McDonald's has a special place in my heart. I'm telling you, when I uh, started out in um, newspapers in the Bay Area, I was doing high school sports. I would freelance um, for uh, Friday night football games for the Bay Area News Group. And so uh, I would always map out where the nearest McDonald's was to the high school because these high schools don't have available useful Wi-Fi, right? And I have to file a story within minutes, seconds of this game ending. So 
I would map out the nearest McDonald's. As soon as the football game was over, I'd finish my story, jump into my car, rush to the nearest McDonald's, and then I knew there I would be, I would be getting dependable Wi-Fi that I could use to file my story. And then when I was there, treat myself to a burger and some fries. Head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Uh, McDonald's, I'm loving it. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. For your second listen, get everything you need from contender to pretender around the NBA with the Ultimate Insider NBA Season Preview, the biggest and most comprehensive season preview you can find wherever you get your podcasts. Um, the Warriors are 2-0, and and they're not just 2-0. and They beat the Lakers, and they beat the Clippers. Now, not the best performance from the Lakers, but LeBron, Anthony Davis, both Scored 30-plus. Russell Westbrook had a terrible game. They got some decent contributions from other players on that roster. The Clippers, like I said, probably should have won that game, but Steph is Steph, and the Warriors stole a win that I don't think they that they get the last couple of years, um, which just speaks to what this team is. Now, Steph Curry, before the game, before it was a, it was the home opener at Chase Center, Steph Curry addressed the crowd before the game and said, look, I'm really excited to see where this season is going to take us. And how many times have we heard something like that kind of language, something like that, from Steph, Draymond, Steve Kerr, Bob Meyer, whoever it is, there is an excitement about this team, uh, and it's tangible, okay? Uh, they are really optimistic and really bullish about this group. There are questions. It's not a perfect roster. I think last night we saw the questionable depth, right? It's shaky. Can we really expect 20-plus points on efficient shooting from Jordan Poole every night? Bielitsa has been a journeyman for a reason, right? It's not like all these teams just overlooked him, didn't play him for a reason. Otto Porter Jr., if the shot's not going in, sometimes he struggles to make an impact. We have seen these things before with these players. But at least you have Steph Curry. At least you have Draymond Green. This team is deep. You get a Damian Lee to do some stuff for you. You get Andrew Wiggins or Andre Iguodala to do some stuff for you. And that's kind of the point. The starting 2-0, beating the Lakers and the Clippers, both LA teams, changed my expectations for this season. I'm not ready to go there yet. I'm not ready to go there just yet. I still have... I, I still don't know if this team is as good as Utah, if ultimately they will be as good as the Lakers, because I just think the Lakers with their top two, and if they ever figure out the Russell Westbrook thing, even a little bit, more than whatever they, that was in the opening game. Then I think that they're, and they have the three-point shooting, you know, you never doubt LeBron. Um, and if Anthony Davis is bubble Anthony Davis, the Anthony Davis we saw in that opener, those are two really good players. And I think the Warriors only have one top five player. The Lakers would have two probably top six players in that case. It's really tough to go against. I think Denver is still going to be good, especially when Jamal Murray comes back. I think Phoenix is really deep, really solid. So I don't know that it changes my expectations, right? That's the key word is expectations. I don't expect the Warriors to make the NBA Finals. But I do think that that is their ceiling. And when Klay Thompson comes back, that's going to ultimately determine how far this team can go. That's the only thing that really matters as far as injuries, people coming back. When he comes back, you rely a little bit less on Jordan Poole. I think that would be good for everybody. And uh, obviously, you get a great three-point shooter and a guy like that. We'll talk about Klay and whether or not he got stubbed from this top 75 all-time list later on. Um, so no, it doesn't change my expectations, but it does make me 
start to side with the Warriors a little bit more on just how bullish they are about this team. I am believing in what it is that they are selling more now than I was even in the preseason because I really don't care about the pre... I just don't, man. I just... You see teams all the time be good in the preseason and then just suck in the in the regular season. You see players be really good in the preseason and then just not be good in the regular season all the time. Like, didn't Jimmer Fredette have an awesome preseason or something and then just never caught on? Um... But these are two really good wins. Two really good wins against really good teams, the Lakers and the Clippers. So, um, yeah, I don't know that it changes my expectations, but definitely makes me more uh, on the side of the Warriors when it comes to just the optimism overall. Uh, I think they're better than the Clippers. I don't know that they're better than the Warriors or, or the Lakers at the end of the year. I think it's going to depend on what Clay looks like and how the that fit with Russell Westbrook goes on in L.A. Um, but I think they're a bona fide playoff team. Starting 2-0 and and getting two wins against the Clippers and the Lakers, by the way. Teams that you might be battling with, jockeying uh, for playoff seeding with at the end of this thing. That matters. I know it's just the beginning of the season, but it does. Wins like that certainly do matter. Coming up, did Clay Thompson deserve to be on the NBA's 75th anniversary team? That's coming up next. But first, let's talk about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar has a ton of delicious flavors. I'm telling you, there's something for everybody. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves, and if you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My favorite flavor are any of the fruit ones covered in the chocolate. It's a winning formula fruit covered in chocolate, like a chocolate-covered strawberry. You can't beat it. Not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out these macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy, perfect for uh, a protein-packed snack after a workout or a healthy treat uh, when you are on the go. So here's the offer. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off on your next order. Again, use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so let's talk about this uh, NBA 75th anniversary team. Steph Curry made it. Obviously, great for Steph. Klay Thompson did not make it. Klay Thompson goes to Instagram afterwards saying that he thought he should have made it. He thinks he's a snub. He said in his mind he believes he's one of the best 75 players of all time. And I think at first blush you would agree with him. I was actually, when that, when that list came out, I was really, I didn't think he would be in the top 50. But I was really curious to see if Clay and Draymond Green, for that matter, would make the top 75. I mean, these are two of the core pieces and one of the greatest teams we've ever seen, right? Obviously, Steph was part of that list. Kevin Durant, obviously part of that list. Both of them obviously part of that team. Steve Kerr was a voter, by the way, for this list. Now, I don't know. I know that the players couldn't vote for themselves. I don't know if coaches couldn't vote for players that they coached. Um, I don't know. But if he could have... I. He, and he said this, he believes that Clay and Draymond deserve to be in that top 75. And look, this is sort of like the all-star argument, right? Hey, yeah, this guy should have been an all-star. All right, well, who are you going to take off? Who are you taking off the list? And I go down the list, and I don't know who I take off. Do I think Clay should have been on that list? Yeah, I thought Clay should have been on that list. Draymond, look, I think Draymond is, an, is a Hall of Famer. I think he should be a first. I don't understand why this is a debate, Andre. I don't, I don't understand the debate. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer to me. Okay, I really don't understand people saying that he shouldn't be. I, I just don't see where they're coming from. One of the greatest defenders, most versatile defenders we all have ever seen, three-time champ. Like, like, there's no reason why he should not be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That said, 
Top 75 is even different than the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's even a more select group than the Hall of Fame is. I'm not sure Draymond makes that cut. Clay Thompson, I thought so. So I pulled up these stats. So here's the other guys that people are wanting. Like, Clay Thompson was one of the snubs. Another big snub that I keep hearing is Dwight Howard. I know that Dwight Howard is sort of a joke now, you know, over the last few years. But man, so dominant during his prime in Orlando. So I was like, all right, Clay, Dwight Howard, how do they compare to a couple of guys who made it who might be kind of fringe making it? Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook. These are the kind of two guys when you're kind of taking a poll on Twitter, who would you take off of this list to add somebody else? And the two names that keep coming up, Damian Lillard and Russell Westbrook. So let's compare. So here's Clay Thompson's stats. Five All-Star games, two All-NBA third-team appearances, one All-Defensive second team, Never in the MVP conversation. Um, also has three rings. So Damian Lillard. Let's compare that to Damian Lillard. Six All-Stars for Damian Lillard versus five for Clay. One All-NBA first team, more than Clay's ever had. Four All-NBA second teams, more than Clay. So Clay's never been on a first team, he's never been on a second team. Only been on a third team twice. So when it comes to those individual accolades, yeah, Damian Lillard blows Clay Thompson away, but... How much should the championships count? How much should they count? I don't know. But in a vacuum, who is the better player, Clay Thompson or Damian Lillard? Just ask yourself that. I think that's ultimately what this came down to. I don't mean to snub Clay Thompson, but I don't think that anybody would disagree that Damian Lillard is the better player player, right? Like he is the guy who can lead and run your offense. Clay, one of the best complimentary players we've ever seen, but not really a guy who's leading, running your offense. Not a guy who's in the MVP conversation the way that Lillard is. All right. What about Russell Westbrook? The inefficient Russell Westbrook, right? Okay. Nine all-star games, an MVP, all NBA for nine straight years, the triple double stuff. I'm not a Westbrook guy, but that's hard to contend with. Yeah, he hasn't won a championship, but that's hard to contend with. Even Dwight Howard, man, if it came down to just getting one of those guys, Clay Thompson or Dwight Howard on, Dwight Howard, eight all-star appearances, four top five finishes for MVP, three defensive player of the year awards, eight all-NBA appearances, five all-defensive team appearances. This stuff is not easy, is my point. This stuff is not easy. Now, what does Clay look like when he comes back? He missed two prime years. That's a big argument. Does Clay make all-star games in that year? Does he make all NBA teams in those years when the Warriors don't have as much talent around him? Maybe the scoring numbers do go up for him. Maybe he gets a little bit more shine when he's not with Kevin Durant. Um, it's a worthwhile hypothetical but uh, to think about. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter because he was injured for those two years. But this isn't to say that Clay cannot make that list when he's done and the, and the NBA does it 25 years from now, they do a top 100. I think Clay will probably be part, part of that list. And I think that'll be an honor that would be worth having. So um, I know that Warriors fans want to say Clay was snubbed. But I'm having a hard time finding where he fits in on that list. Maybe you could put him over one of those guys that played in the 50s or 60s, but you got to have some representation from back then. Clay Thompson's probably a better player than those guys. I can hear the people, oh, if you use that Lillard-Westbrook argument against 
Clay, but you used Clay against, you know, those guys from the 50s. Is Clay the better? Yes, he is. But you have to have representation from every decade. And I think that was a big part of what the NBA wanted to do with that list. So was he snubbed? I don't know. Um, but I have, like I said, I have a hard time finding exactly who I would take off that list for Clay. But if he was part of that top 75 list, I also wouldn't be like, well, that's weird. So not an exact science, I suppose. That'll do it for today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Comment and leave a five-star rating uh, or reach me on Twitter at WC Goldberg. Thanks for making Locked on Warriors your first listen every day. Now make your second listen uh, Locked on Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and it's available on all platforms. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, everybody.